Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Welcome to a Buffalo Victory Football Monday. I think this is the game that the Bills defense needed to have going into a game that they're going to have against the Dolphins. Mike Danger. I think they call that complimentary football, right? The defense yes. takes care of the offense. The offense takes care of the defense. Defense does their job. My man, Terrell Bernard, linebacker, Baylor. Gene Battaglia. So next up, it's the Miami Dolphins. You're playing for first place. It was a record-setting day for the Dolphins. 70 points. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. You know what? I've met her before. I set him up. Usher will be headlining the Super Bowl halftime show. Buy or sell, it should have been Taylor Swift. Bye. Bye. Tonight, the Bucks host the Eagles, 7-15 Eastern. The Bengals and Rams in Cincy at 8-15. I hate having two games. A wild week in around football, both college and the pros. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world. It'll continue to be Ohio against the world. FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Hey, good afternoon. Pull up a stool. Join us here in the sports bar. Glad you're with us. However, you may be listening. 95.7 FM, AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Sounds its best in the free-to-download Odyssey app or on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan. And we've got our video stream up for you as well, The Fan, Rochester. On YouTube and Twitch, on my danger, that's Gene Battaglia. How are you doing today, buddy? What a weekend. What a weekend. Just an unbelievable, action-packed weekend, start to finish. And really, it started when we left here Friday evening to go and, and the, have the privilege of calling uh, East High at Canandaigua in the chosen spot in, in a beautiful facility on a gorgeous Friday night, a great Class A f- uh, football game between two two schools that that, you know, frankly, just don't like each other. And the rivalry (laughs) was there. It was on display. It was a great game, a come-from-behind game where where Canandaigua fought back and clawed their way back into the game only to have their hearts ripped out of the end by East. And and that set the tone, man. After that, I'm like, this weekend is going to be spectacular. And it was. We had nothing but action all day Saturday, college football. And of course, yesterday, uh, you know, some upsets in the NFL, the Bills doing what they needed to do, their opponent on Sunday, uh, in the Dolphins dropping 70. We've got a lot to get to, a lot to discuss from this last weekend, a lot yeah. to look ahead to this week. All right, so what are the rules here? Because we can talk about yesterday, 
Are we starting to talk about the Miami Dolphins today? Danger? Do we push that off? We're absolutely day? talking about right. Miami today. Yeah. I, I think that Miami and Buffalo will be the story all week based on what the Bills defense did to Washington and what the Miami offense did to Denver. It's just remarkable. Both, both, uh, both units with massive achievements. I mean, the, the Bills defense the last two games looks different than it's it's ever looked with Sean McDermott as a head coach and and now Sean McDermott calling the plays you know that that defensive line has been menacing the last two weeks it has been menacing we'll talk about Bernard the secondary I mean what, what more could you ask for you're taking the ball away it's interesting that the Bills and the Dolphins also have the same objection meaning well yeah the Bills defense did this against Sam Howell who Look like a poor man's Drew Bledsoe to me, meaning he stands in there and I'm going to take the punishment and like, what do I do with the football? I don't see it. Like he couldn't process what he was looking at. So Washington's not a good offense. I think we kind of also learned that coming off the heels of the Raiders not being a good offense. And look, Miami put up 70 on a team that quit. They quit. Yeah, on a team no, that no, quit. No doubt. Anybody that... I, look, Miami's going to score points against Buffalo. They're going to score points against a lot of teams. You can't tell me that Denver just didn't lay down. Uh, th- that was pathetic. Somebody should be fired in Denver when, when Sean Payton reacts the way he reacted at the end of that game, his post-game press conference is as testy as he was. Yeah, he's testy because he knows his team quit on him, on their fans. It's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. No way in the NFL should you be dropping 70 points unless a team is lying down. And hey, look, I know Miami in September is hot and muggy and hard to play in, but my God, they absolutely laid down for Miami. So we'll be, we'll be talking plenty about Sunday's matchup in Orchard Park. Oh, by the way, Trey White listens to the sports bar. I want to welcome Trey. Hey. Appreciate Trey listening. Hi, he, heard, Trey. he heard everything we were saying about him last week and all the questions we had about his performance last week. And Trey White yesterday, fantastic, getting an interception. We kind of were hoping that, that he was going to get off the schneid, get a, a big play to kind of build that confidence. And, and yeah, against, against Sam Howell, uh, he was targeted six times. He allowed three receptions for 19 total yards in that pick. So Trey White had himself a nice Sunday afternoon. We appreciate him listening to the sports bar. How is it that there was somebody sitting in for anybody to sign in the month of June? Leonard Floyd, three and a half sacks for the Buffalo Bills. Where would the Bills be today without Leonard Floyd? Well, their defensive line is still pretty good, but that's a massive pickup for this team. And, let, and let's just get it out of the way because as soon as it happened yesterday, my, I, I was getting blown up. How many times did they sack Sam Howell? Nine times. I was going to say somewhere between eight and ten. If Nine I times. Nine times. I told I told everybody I would work this into submission. Nine times. The, yes, nine times they got to how a couple of sacks for Floyd, as you mentioned. Um, three hurries for the game. I mean, Leonard Floyd. When, when you get Von Miller back, you know, assuming everybody stays healthy, the rotation is going to be immaculate. I mean, everybody's contributing. Even AJ Epineza gets in on the action with the pick six. I mean, just a great day for. The Bills' defense, albeit, as you mentioned, against potentially a bad, bad Washington offense, but it's a Washington offense that, with Eric Bieniemy calling the plays, there's something there. If your quarterback is young and inexperienced, you're going to hold on to the ball too long, 
And that was Sam Howell's day yesterday. Yeah, and, and Washington didn't move the ball at the beginning, and then they get stopped on a goal line stand, and that was the closest. Shame on Washington, by the way, for, wow, that field goal. Woo, you didn't get shut out. Yeah, yeah. and your quarterback t- took a few unnecessary hits on yeah, that last drive. I don't care. Look, shame on Washington. I don't really care. Whatever. Do what you got to do to tell yourself that it was okay. Like, that game was a blowout it was it wasn't as embarrassing as what denver did because you could tell washington was still playing for something even at the end with the bills you know you give kyle allen some reps at the end you give some of your second teamers a chance to get on the field and all is good it's a good day for the buffalo bills as they now look ahead to the opportunity to snatch first place in the afc east away from the miami dolphins it's a game of the week in the nfl coming up the team that put up 70 against the team that has had this division in their hands the last few years it's the team in miami that yes they won the first battle but then they lost the next two including the one that counted the most oh by the way they didn't have their quarterback for that game so in their mind they're coming up here to take what they think is theirs Bills fans are going to be ready for this. Oh, my gosh. When does the tailgating start here? <laughs> we'll be uh, talking a lot of Bills football this afternoon in the sports bar. When we join the 4 o'clock hour by Nate Gary. You can hear Nate on the Buffalo Bills radio network and our Odyssey Sports sister station, WGR in Buffalo. Nate joins us at 425. He is good, too, because he played the game in college at Buff State. So I want to ask him specifically, the Mike McDaniel. Okay, I'm moving ahead. Sorry. Yes, I want to talk about the Dolphins with him. And specifically, not what just they're doing with two. What they're doing with that running game? Learned today that his last name is pronounced Achan, whoever that running back is. I don't know if he's going to be, uh, you know, seeing all this time against Buffalo, but seems like their running game is just as good as their passing game in yeah. Miami. And they worked the no-look shovel pass a couple of times against Denver. They didn't have an answer for it. I mean, the good news for the Bills is now you've got even more game film, and, and you have to wonder what Mike McDaniel has cooking up his sleeve to go up against that pass rush and that defensive line, that defensive front for the Buffalo Bills. They're going to be tested on Sunday, uh, but Nate uh, will be great to have on with us and and we look we know what we know about Tua and I know Tua's put up nice numbers so far this year and another 300 yard passing game but with Tua he's a one read guy he's a one read guy who if he tries to throw up more than 20 yards downfield is a liability so you have to lean on the things like the no look shovel pass and hope that you can catch defenses sleeping a little bit for those big gains or you just get the ball out quickly into the hands of a guy like Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle and let them get up to speed. So I, I think that's going to be an interesting chess match, what McDaniel can, can cook up versus what McDermott already knows about this offense. We'll talk to Nate about it all coming up at 425. Yeah, and we'll talk to Jenna Cottrell uh, from 13 Wham and Buffalo Plus coming up here shortly. Get her thoughts on what uh, happened yesterday in D.C. And, of course, uh, looking ahead, and I think we'll talk a little Terrell Bernard with her as well. Sure will. we got a round of shots coming up during happy hour after 5 o'clock. Some other news and notes from around the NFL. God, we got another doubleheader tonight on Monday Night Football we got to discuss. We'll get to that. We'll uh, talk about last night's Sunday night game with Pittsburgh getting the win over Vegas. We have some takes on tap coming up before 4 o'clock with I'll drink to that as well. What is this pushback, by the way? I don't like two games on Monday Night Football. They're, you know, they, they were talking about this morning on CBS Sports Radio and uh, we'll have it later this week Armando Salguero on with us and he's not a fan of two games. Are you kidding me? 
I love this. Why is this not the norm? Why can't we have two games on Monday night? I mm, let me think. I, I'm I'm kind of undecided on this. Like tonight might present a challenge because I do actually have interest in both games. Last week wasn't an, there was no interest. I just wanted to watch Pittsburgh Cleveland. You want you want to watch Philadelphia tonight? Yes, I do. But I also want to watch Cincinnati tonight. I want to watch Cincinnati and the Rams, and I want. So now I'm kind of stuck. Like. Hopefully, it times out where at halftime of the first game, I can watch a little bit of the second game and then kind of go back and forth from that point on. But it would be a little bit neater, cleaner, just to have one game. I don't want to... Two devices. This is a two-device night. (laughs) Two devices. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll be discussing that and more here throughout the course of the afternoon as as week three uh, comes to its conclusion tonight with uh, the Rams and the Bengals, the Bucks, and the Eagles as well. You can join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line at 866-4FAN. And I should mention that we have just gone through everything that's on tap in the sports bar here, and that's brought to you by our friends at Three Heads Brewing, where you can get the Rocktoberfest lager right now on tap at Three Heads. Malty, sweet, and such a treat. Great for this time of year. Get it before it's gone. That's the Rocktoberfest lager at Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Avenue. Our phone number, 585-866-4FAN. That is 866-4326. First stop, as always, listening to the Odyssey app, Tim in San Diego. Timmy. Yeah. Yes, good um, afternoon, gentlemen. Hey. Um, first of all, uh, Mike McDaniel. If you if you have any history of professional wrestling, he looks like the illegitimate son of Harvey Whippleman. Um, you know, look that up sometime, and, and okay. you know, how similar they look. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I try. I try <laughs> once in a while. But uh, yesterday, just they just dominated. I mean, Sam Howell looked every bit like a guy who just you know was starting his fourth game, and you know, like you mentioned, danger. Yeah. True blood so he, he took a lot of punishment yesterday. Some of those hits that he took, he's got to be like, what am I doing? Um, but on to Miami. I mean, I, like you said, I didn't watch any of the game yesterday, but obviously Denver had nothing, you know, for the Dolphins. And, you know, like, and also the running game. Raheem Moster was the fantasy stud of the day, I think. I think he was the highest point getter, if I'm not mistaken. So he, he had quite a day as well as that other guy. I won't try and pronounce his name. Um, but that's been the difference for them so far this year. And that's, that's, and obviously it's going to open up things for Hill and Waddle to do more. And, and, um, you know, this is going to be a, an interesting battle. I think it's going to be, you know, determined in the trenches. You know, uh, Miami's offensive line hasn't been the best in the past few years. So I think the defensive line of, of Buffalo and, and you know, how is McDermott going to come at you know, the Dolphins? Is he going to be more aggressive? Is he going to kind of sit back and be more conservative, just kind of keep everybody in front of them? Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this chess mess evolves. I think, Tim, this is going to be a lot of fun for a lot of old-timers like yourself and me that <laughs> – Remember what Bill's Dolphins used to mean way back in the day, and like it's been, it hasn't. I, I don't know. Is this it, you, this becoming a rivalry danger? Perhaps it's absolutely a rivalry. In fact, I before the season began, when we made our bold predictions, you know, you remember my Week 18 prediction, right? Yeah, the Bills are going to need that. The game. Bills are yeah. going to need that game against Miami in Miami Week 18. That's the game for the AFC East. I think it's going to go back and forth throughout the course of the year, and I think that that these teams, both of these teams are going to be battling it out uh, for supremacy. And it, it, it starts on Sunday. I, I'm still on the fence as to which direction I'm leaning right now. There's a part of me that that doesn't want to buy into the offense of Miami, but seeing what we've seen and knowing how fast they are, 
I can't help but think that that's going to present some problems for the Bills defense. Not because the Bills defense is poor, but they are older. They are a little bit slower. They have been known at times to take inopportune angles. And so I, that that makes me a little bit concerned going into Sunday, Tim, but but man, yep. it, it's going to be uh it's going to be a fun one and and I think that rivalry is alive and well once again. Indeed. Thank you, Tim, getting us started Thank here. You. Uh, 8664-FAN, 8664-326. This Bills-Dolphins game, would it surprise you, Danger, if I told you that as far as the get-in price, this is the second most expensive ticket on the docket next week. Mm. Um, in Philadelphia, it's 199 to get in for Washington-Philly, and that's just riding the wave of a Super Bowl team, right? So uh, in Buffalo, your get-in price right now is 197 Quite honestly, I thought it would be higher. Maybe it will be higher by the time people look at that forecast and they realize, oh, this is actually the game to kind of go to because remember, uh, the next two games are at night in Buffalo. And if you are looking to go to a Sunday home game, you've got to wait until actually the day, the week before Thanksgiving. I was going to say, but you know what? All of a sudden, just out of the blue now, my 19-year-old, my daughter, Leah, she she's like, when are we going to a Bills game? I want to go. I'm like, wait, hold on. Since when? Since when do you want to go to a Bills game? And I think now she's at this age where she's like, feels like she needs to experience it, needs to check it out, wants to know. Like, she's missed it out. I've never brought brought her to a game because, well, frankly, I've been to enough games to know what goes on. It's like, yeah, when you're ready to go, when you're more grown up, we'll, we'll go. And now she's like, I want to go. I want to go. So I'm like, I'm looking at the schedule and I'm like, jeez, the only time we're going to be able to go to a Sunday afternoon game is if we go this weekend. If we go this weekend. Yeah, because that Jack game is going to be 425 and that's going to feel like a night game. And that Dallas game is probably going to be priced out too. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're all of a sudden things are kind of flying right by. Here. <laughs> right, right. And so now I'm like, okay, well, let, let me see if I can uh, pull some strings. We'll see. We'll get you to a game. Don't worry. Maybe if it's not this season, next season, but we'll get you to a game. It's funny how fast, and this is why the NFL is king, because it goes by so damn fast and you don't get the kind of opportunities to go. You have to really make a plan. And by the way, everybody that was in, all the Bills fans that were in Washington, they took over. Washington. When you saw the the stands, you didn't see any burgundy and and yellow. You saw red, white, and blue. Yeah, and when we talked to Craig Hoffman on Friday, he kind of laid it out for us because, wait a second, like they have a new owner. Aren't people excited? Well, that new owner really didn't take power when the schedule came out. A lot of people were dumping tickets, so the Bills fan base came came in. and, And what I know about Northern Virginia, Dager, nobody is from Northern Virginia that actually lives there. So, like, it is completely transient. So, good on the Bills fan base for coming in. And, yeah, Bills-Dolphins this week, the next three games after this at home, all night games, Giants, Buccaneers, Broncos, week before Thanksgiving. I mean, it's it, like Just that. like that, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Very fleeting, but a lot of fun. And uh, it was just really nice to see the turnout in Washington from Bill's Mafia and some of the video that I saw uh, prior to kickoff too. I mean, the tailgating was, was spectacular. The Bill's fan base travels now as good as any other fan base that you would say like Pittsburgh. Yes. Bill's yes. Packers. Yes. Like those are the three top of my mind that just really always travel exceptionally well. I I'm wondering if like I'm becoming soft here, like other people, because I was like, wait a second, if we have this public safety issue, why don't we move the game till seven o'clock? 
It was fine yesterday. Yes, it rained a lot on Saturday, but by the time kickoff went, it was like, okay, it's a bad weather day. There's nothing unusual. Yeah, and they, the Bills handled all of it. The the you know didn't really affect um, either side of the ball. I mean, you, you were able to get the ball to Steph Diggs over 100 yards receiving, eight catches for Stephon Diggs. Um, the defense was the defense. We we we've already discussed what what they did as far as getting after Sam Howell. Um, you had both Trey White and Micah Hyde getting their first interceptions of the season. And man, what can you say about Terrell Bernard? I mean, you know, has Terrell Bernard in three games made more impact, high impact plays than we saw out of Edmonds his entire time in Buffalo? Just a football IQ. He knows the ball is going to go to the middle of the field. So what does he do? He's going back into coverage and leaps. There, one interception I remember from Edmonds. It was his rookie year against Tannehill where ooh, he snapped in and caught the ball. And I'm like, wow, there's more to come. And then. Yeah. I don't want to overreact yeah. to his you know guy that's played three games for the Bills at middle linebacker. But man, I watched, unfortunately, watched some of that Kansas City-Chicago game. And if you watched it, the Travis Kelsey touchdown. I mean, there's Edmonds just kind of out of place. <laughs> not really using his athleticism to, <laughs> against Kelsey. Uh, oh know, my yeah, goodness! Yeah. yeah. So it, once again, it's like, oh boy. Well, how did we? Not that we missed on Bernard, but was this McDermott misdirection meaning? Okay, Bernard had the soft tissue thing, but he knew all along maybe that was going to be the guy. And let's give Bale Inspector. Okay, no. Let's give Dotson away. But okay, no. Yeah, no. We're okay. We said this last week. When Christian Kersey retired, some people are like, oh, my God. No, that's actually a good sign. Kirksey knew. Yeah, he's he not getting on the knew. field. Bernard's play, playing out of his mind. He's doing all the right things. Uh, you know, and, and it's an important position in this defense. I mean, McDermott had Luke Keekley all those years in Carolina. Luke Keekley became a star in Sean McDermott's defense. And Terrell Bernard could become a star in Sean McDermott's defense. Matt Milano's already that guy. I mean, very quietly, an all-pro caliber linebacker. You might have your Keekley and Thomas Davis from Carolina right now in Buffalo with Bernard and Milano, which is probably what Sean McDermott has wanted all along. Yeah, the, the size of Edmonds was, you know, it's unparalleled, but Bernard's speed is a better fit for this defense. So again, we're early in, but you're, you're concerned about speed and Tua and the timing and everything like that. Uh, quick linebackers help. And if you're starting, uh, you know, your nickel defense, Taron Johnson up front, I am just curious. McDermott last night after the game. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to put in a little extra work this week. And he saw that the Dolphins put up 70. Yeah, the, uh, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun talking about it throughout the course of the week. And you're welcome to do it with here with us here in the sports bar uh, by calling 866-4326 or by reaching out to us on X at the fan, Rochester. Jenna Cottrell of buffaloplus.com and 13 Wham Sports. Can't wait to get her report from yesterday and look ahead to Miami with Jenna next here in the sports bar. Danger and Pataglia on the fan, Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Bills with a convincing 37-3 win. That ended up being the final over the Washington Commanders. And now it's Miami win. Quarterback Josh Allen on facing the Dolphins. Um, you know, we don't we don't see the other side of the ball. And we don't we don't focus on that. We just we'll watch our film, figure out what we have to fix, and try to develop a game plan to, to go against their defense and um, you know trust our defense to go out there and play their game. Miami putting up 70 points yesterday. 13 Wham and Buffalo pluses Jenna Cottrell joining us next year in the sports bar. We've got two games on Monday Night Football. 7-15 for Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. 8-15 for Los Angeles and Cincinnati. Makeup game today in the Bronx. The Yankees have been eliminated. Arizona needs this one, however. Top of the eighth. They are tied at three. Red Wing season ends with a loss yesterday in Indianapolis. Jima Taglin, the sports leader. The fan, Rochester. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Yeah, I mean, he comes to work every day and um, he puts in the time, he prepares, um, he's mature beyond his years. Um, and, uh, and that's really why he's had some of the success that he's had to this point. Uh, he's still a young player and he's still going to continue to grow and and the guys, the older guys, are really taking him under his, under their wing and helped him you know, take one step at a time. This is Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott on his middle linebacker, Terrell Bernard. Another interception for Bernard, his second game in a row with a pick. As the Bills advance and beat the Washington Commanders, 37-3. Let's bring in Jenna Cottrell, 13 Wham Sports, buffaloplus.com to get her take. <laughs> Not just on yesterday, Jenna, but of course we're going to look ahead to Sunday when, when Miami comes to Orchard Park. How are you holding up? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Well, uh, gosh, is it okay if we start to talk about the Dolphins here? I mean, usually <laughs> you wait a day or two here, Jenna. It is so funny because even, I mean, you had the Josh Allen talking about the Dolphins coming up. It was like as soon as that Washington game was over and everyone saw what was happening in the Dolphins game, it was like, oh man, this Sunday is going to be fireworks in Orchard Park, Bills, Dolphins. Well, it's unrealistic to think that they're going to score 70 again ever, but against the (laughs) Bills defense, Jenna, and what have you seen out of the Bills defense here, specifically these last two games where they've looked lights out, but... There are uh, uh, there is a, a different set of challenges that will be presented here by Miami, specifically with the speed and the motion and everything yeah. that they do. I mean, how is Sean McDermott preparing for this this week? Do you believe? I mean, I think the last two weeks have really been a confidence booster for McDermott and what he's been able to do. And when you talk about this defense, I think the first thing that comes to mind is pressure. They've been able to get consistent pressure. You saw all the good that led to five turnovers in the game yesterday against the commanders and the bills have invested so much in that defensive line, whether it be draft picks or 
you know, going and signing free agents and to see that actually pay off and know that Vaughn Miller is on the sidelines and is going to be coming into the lineup sooner rather than later. I think that is something that the Bills have really been able to show. And good things happen when you're able to get pressure on the opposing QB. So that's something to me where um, it's it's going to be a test. So, I mean, yes, I don't expect the Dolphins to put up 70 points for the remainder of the season, but you say speed, and that is the thing that this Dolphins team has in abundance, and that's the thing that is scary. Um, they can put up points in a hurry, and I think for this Bills defense, they've had the confidence of you know playing a great game last week, playing another great game this week, and the confidence is going to be high, and I think you need that going against a really talented Miami offense. Jenna, can we talk about uh, Terrell Bernard here for a second? Because I, I think oh back, gosh, yeah. I think back to day one at camp, and it seemed like this open battle, which I guess it was, and they were trying everybody else out. We saw Balen Spector, we saw AJ Klein, we saw yeah. Dots in there. Now Bernard had the soft tissue, but I'm just wondering, like, did McDermott actually kind of slow play this once Bernard had the soft tissue thing? It's like, okay, you know what? We know you're the guy, and let let everybody talk from the outside because I thought it was going to be this concern, and and the. the story's completely flipped this has been a pleasant <laughs> surprise here i if if sean mcdermott knew this was gonna happen i mean that's off to him i gotta say though i gotta give and it uh, pains me to do this but i gotta give dan no. uh, dan Bates his flowers he talked about last season we were at training camp and he's like i think terrell bernard's gonna be the bill starting linebacker next season and we all we laughed at him i was like there there is no way and then obviously Tremaine Edmonds goes to the Bears. There was that competition. And here's my thing. The Bills always, they did keep confidence. Bernard was on the sidelines. He had the hamstring issue, but they felt comfortable giving him that job early on to the surprise of kind of all of us. It was like, wow, they must really believe in this kid. And uh, I can see why. <laughs> um, I, I put out a tweet yesterday about like the, the Shaq um, quote of like, I apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game uh, <laughs> saying that was Bill's mafia saying that to Bernard yesterday. But um, I think what stands out about Bernard is just his instincts. And he is always around the ball. And Tremaine Edmonds, I mean, he's a physical specimen. He was the Bills starting linebacker for five years. You're not going to replace that. And I think the Bills kind of zagged. They decided to go with these smaller, more instinctual. You're not going to get the same size as Edmonds. So let's go in a different direction. And so far, it's really paid off. And you talk about like flash plays and how he wanted so much out of Tremaine Edmonds. And it's like in one game. It's like all the plays that Edmonds made. And that's not a knock at Tremaine because he's obviously an incredibly talented player. But in terms of this defense and where he fits, Terrell Bernard has been honestly seamless uh, so far. Now, small sample size, obviously, but you have to like what you've seen so far from a guy who is honestly the definition of McDermott's hungry and humble. So it's been pretty cool to see, truly. Jenna, we uh, last week spent some time kind of evaluating and looking at the play of Trey White, wondering, you know, what's up with Trey White? Because we've seen moments early on this season where it's just like, hmm, we're still kind of waiting for mm -hmm. pre-ACL Trey White to show up. And even Sean McDermott last week said, you know, he's getting closer and closer. And at times we see flashes. I feel like we saw flashes of it again here on Sunday, but the the challenges that are going to be presented to him and to Christian Benford and Poyer and Hyde in the secondary when you've got guys like Waddle and Tyreek Hill running free. Talk a little bit about what your eyes have been seeing out of the Bills secondary on defense. Well, I think yesterday was a great example of guys being in the right spot and, and 
showing those plays. Like you talk about Trey White. I mean, let's be real. He it's not to say he struggled, but like he hasn't looked like the Trey of old. But having a play like yesterday, jumping the route, getting able to get that ball, having the interception, that is something that he can hang his hat on. And McDermott talked about, like you said, there have been flashes of those moments of seeing the Trey of all pro Trey. And I think that does a lot for this team's confidence. Micah Hyde obviously having an interception as well. And these guys, like we we talk so much about them being on the field, but it's been a little bit since they've all been on the field together. And I, I think it's it's great to have the team in the spot that they are heading into this game. They're all healthy. They're all confidence is building because they've been able to play well. Um, yeah, I mean, and look, they they know the challenge that it's going to be. They are very familiar with Tua, uh, Tyreek Hill as well. Jalen Waddle didn't play yesterday. I'm not sure in terms of concussion protocol what the outlook will be, but they have a ton of weapons. And it's like I said fireworks when I first got on here, but I mean, I don't even know what to expect. I know the line right now is essentially a pick em and the Bills are slight favorites because they're home, but uh, it is something. And the, fa- the fact that it's week four, and it's going to be this type of showdown. I think this game will tell a lot about each team where there are significant things that need improvement and where things are, are really steady as well. Yeah, I'm just thinking, though, too, from Miami standpoint, they'll have a two game lead on Buffalo, Jenna. I mean, it's like it's it is, we could say it's only yeah. October, but you're Buffalo and you got to come from two games back and then maybe not even get the tiebreaker. I mean, this is what we love about the NFL here that, yeah, this game really does mean a lot here, even though it's going to be just October 1st. No, it truly is. And that's why like that Jets loss was tough in so many ways. But you talk about opening the season against a divisional rival and losing. You're right. Like this game on Sunday is huge. And that is, you know, for so long, it was the the, the Patriots dominating the division. And then obviously the last couple of seasons, Buffalo has taken their turn and they've been able to win handily. But last year you kind of saw the tea leaves of like, okay, the Dolphins are getting better. We thought the Jets would get better as well. Obviously Aaron Rodgers' injury changes a lot of that, but this Dolphins team can play and there is no lack of confidence on that side of the ball. Um, and in terms of just the play from Tua too, I mean, we knew he would be good. It's always been a kind of a question of his health. And right now, the, the team is looking healthy. So, yeah, you talk about the implications of an October game, and it's real. And this Bills team, they want to be in it. They want that one seed, and it's going to be a lot. Um, but it's a great test to see where this team is. And it's right. This is why we love the NFL. Every game matters, especially in the division. And Sunday is going to be huge. Jenna, we uh, we talked all off season. Uh, about the mistakes of last season, the idea that Josh Allen led the league in turnovers. We can, you know, point the finger at Josh Allen week one of that Jets game that you referenced. Hey, that one's on him. He takes that L because of the turnovers against the Jets. I mean, is it as simple for the Buffalo Bills where if they're not turning the ball over, they're not they're not creating uh, this hill or this hole for them to climb out of? Is it as simple as Josh Allen just always making that right decision in order for them to stay competitive and, and win games in convincing fashion the way they have? last two weeks because you know aside from the the deep ball that uh you know this one did truly feel like a punt an arm punt uh, against washington um aside from that i mean he's been playing fairly mistake free football and it looks it looks like it's been simplified for him as well i i think sean mcdermott said it right like you're gonna see josh allen be spectacular because that is the athlete and the ability that he has 
But now in year six, he's got to add in that discipline. And we've, we've seen that discipline over these last couple of weeks. And I think that, to me, is the key. Josh is incredible. He can fit the ball in windows that are unreal. Some of the throws that he makes, I still don't know how he had that touchdown to Khalil Shakir against the Raiders. It still blows my mind. But the thing is, you talk about mistake-free football. When the Bills turn over the ball, heck, when any team turns over the ball, you put the game in the balance. And to be able to maintain the football, make smart decisions, that's where it is. This, this team is so talented. They can share the ball. They can spread the ball around. But they got to make sure that they're protecting the football. And we've seen Josh do that the last couple of weeks. And I think, yes, there are lesser opponents. But at the same point, I think that is what is critical and crucial for this team. I think Allen, we know he loves to make some of those plays that are just head-scratching Josh Allen plays. But at the same moment, we saw him be a little bit more protective of the football. We saw him slide as well. Things like that, that he could implement into his game that we've talked about for years. And I feel like we're starting to see some of those things. Yeah. Jenna, even after a win, normally we'll come back and then run. Usually there's a, yeah, but like for example, yeah, but we're not concerned. (laughs) What about Trey white? Yeah. But what about the, I don't know what the, yeah, but is maybe I'll give you one example. Hey, if it's fourth and one, let's just kind of run the ball and not throw it. Um, other than that, Dorsey, though, like the last Mm -hmm. two weeks, hard to criticize him for anything other than that. Is what we're seeing right now kind of the ideal Buffalo Bills offense, meaning, hey, it doesn't have to be these highlight real big time plays down the field. Hey, if you hit Gabe Davis downfield, that's great for as they did for the touchdown. But Jenna, uh, this idea that you're just going to control a game here uh, the way the Bills have. I go back to the Raider game where you open up uh, the second half and you have a nine minute drive to begin. Hard to compete when you're going up against something like that. Yeah, I mean, they always say, like, what's the best offense? Or it's just just keeping other teams' offense off the field. I will say, some of the draw plays I'm not crazy about. But in the same moment, I think Ken Dorsey, we talked to him heading into this season, and he said he felt a lot more confident because of how, you know, he was able to evaluate last season for him. And then also the fact that he's kind of seen a lot of situations now going into his second year. I mean, there's obviously room to grow still. um, But at the same point, I think it's been – You've seen the Bills be able to share the ball a little bit more. You've seen a little bit more creativity in terms of what we saw from the back half of last season. And you're right, like Josh is going to be Josh and he has some incredible plays that he has. But my thing is just trying, they'd say staying on schedule, essentially like making sure that you're picking up enough yards so that you're on schedule. You're not behind the sticks. I thought in moments this past game, like there were moments where third and long, it felt like quite a bit. So just being a little bit more on schedule, I think would help this team. Um, But I do think it's important to share the ball. Stefan Diggs is really, really good. Um, But you want to make sure that they know other teams know that they have to, you know, pay attention to other receivers too. So I, I think that there's been room to grow, but I think Ken Dorsey has done a good job so far this season. You hope it's not the pinnacle, obviously week four heading in, but at the same point, I think for Bill Sands, um, Dorsey, what you've seen, I think there's, there's, success and hopefully he can continue to build off of that. And so far so good with how they've dialed up and used James Cook in his second year. I mean, if you're a running back in the NFL running for six and a half per uh, mm-hmm. as Cook did yesterday against Washington, I think you'd take that. You'd sign up for that. And that's that's on 16 rushes, 98 yards for James Cook. Talk about how Dorsey's been able to deploy the run game at the right time. 
Yeah, I think that's something that the Bills have been kind of missing for these last couple of seasons. I think Devin Singletary obviously has been was in the Bills' backfield for many years, and you you knew exactly what you were going to get from him in both a positive way and a negative way. And I think you've seen some bursts from James Cook, and I think that's what the Bills wanted. Obviously, he's a great pass catcher as well. You just want to show that the Bills can run the ball. I know sometimes it is frustrating, though, on first and second down. You're like, oh, great. Uh, That was a gain of one or things like that. But I think James Cook has been a pleasant surprise for me. I thought last year there were some things that he could work on now coming into this season. I think you've seen him take a step forward, but it's about continuing to do that. And in the same mind, like the Bills need to have a run game. Like it cannot be all on Josh Allen. And I think by them being able to run the ball effectively and then having the confidence to do that and know it will work and be efficient. I think that matters a lot. And and let's be real. I say confidence a lot in this interview. That's because it is so huge in this league to be confident going in because there are a lot of really great teams. The Bills are trying to establish themselves as a fantastic team. And to do that, you want to keep building, using that momentum, learning from your mistakes and growing and being confident in the way that you do that. And I think the Bills are doing exactly that right now. But Sunday will be another test. It's like you keep you know, moving up or moving back the goalpost of what you want to see. These last two weeks, I've been impressed because the Bills were the better team over both the Raiders and the Commanders. And good teams don't just win, they dominate. It's like, okay, they've been able to dominate. Now they're going to go up against a really, really great team. Where will they stack up in terms of that? Jenna, last one for me, and it goes back to Vaughn. We were talking about that defensive line earlier. Now he's not going to be available this game. They mm-hmm. could. I, I can't see them activate him for the London game, but w- from, from the people you talk to and your sense here, what, what kind of time frame do you think we'll see Vaughn Miller back? I think Vaughn would have loved to already be on the field. I definitely think it's the Bills kind of making sure that they're protecting their uh, investment on him and really making sure that he has the time and the ability to get fully back and up to speed. Um, I don't, you're, you're right. I don't expect it to be the London game. I see him going back to practice and then maybe a, a week or two, if not three after that, kind of getting his feet ready, getting back into football shape, doing all of those things. Um, and let's be real. Like the Bills, haven't I don't want to say they haven't missed Von Miller because when you have a future Hall of Famer you're obviously going to miss him but they've gotten a lot of production that it's not like you need Von back right now and I think that's been a huge blessing for this team so they can really bring him back in when he feels ready when the team feels ready when everyone's comfortable with the situation and I expect that to be in you know, after the London game, maybe if not after Sunday night football. Jenna, what are you, Dan and Mike working on at buffaloplus.com, 13 Web Sports we can check out here in advance of Sunday's kickoff? Uh, well, that's the thing. We're going to be in Buffalo Orchard Park this upcoming week. We'll have our post-practice reports. We also have our preview show on Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. You can watch that on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. We have a podcast that we do. We also talk to the opposing teams, one of their reporters, and get a preview of kind of what's going on, what they're saying in a certain uh, NFL city. So we'll have a report with that. Honestly, we are constantly (laughs) updating it. It's really been fun. It's been like it was a pet project that kind of became what it is now. So I think Bill Sands, if they enjoy stuff like that, they can find it on the, on the YouTube channel. And we're always, always, always updating it. <laughs> pet project. That's like, you know, it's like your one A and your one B now over there. Practically. I well, I know it's crazy. So I real quick, I, I like started, I 
made the YouTube channel because I was like, this would be cool. Like we all talk a lot and it would be fun. <laughs> and then it kind of turned into this, which, you know, Catalana, uh, he can chat. So it's been fun to see it grow. I think we just hit over 25,000 subs- subscribers. So it's been really cool and honestly really humbling. So we're, we're having a lot of fun. I think Bill's fans would enjoy it if they checked it out. Yeah, appreciate all you're doing covering the team. Jenna, you guys do a great job. We appreciate you giving us some time this afternoon as well. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you. You guys have a good week, too. There she Thanks, is, Jenna Cottrell, 13 Lamb Sports, buffaloplus.com. Hey, if you're going to check out their YouTube channel, we've, we've got one as well at the Fan Rochester. You know, we could use your... <laughs> Keep yeah, but but the, like Danger wants me to sing into the night, so Us. I don't... Not just you. I wouldn't leave you hanging. Us. Right. Yeah, I can't sing, though. Well, then, then I'll I'll do it. You don't we'll have do to. It. You, can right. sit, you can yeah. sit, sit that one out if you want to, pal. I'll, I, won't, I won't put you in any sort of uh, compromising situation. Wouldn't want to do that to you. Great stuff from Jenna. Great recap. Uh, and now we look ahead. It's the Dolphins. Dolphins week. <sighs> it's going to be great. Now, Nate Geary from Buffalo Bills Radio Network will be joining us here next hour, right around this time next hour. And we'll get his thoughts on yesterday's game. And, and we'll start to look ahead as well with Nate as to what is ahead for the Buffalo Bills. You're the first place Miami Dolphins coming into town. Yeah, we, we, we're going to be talking a lot about this. We've got time for your calls at 866-4326. You can also hit us up on X, our handle, The Fan Rochester. I've got some takes about what we saw yesterday. And <laughs> something I thought I would never say, but um, there's an NFL team that really needs to pick up the phone right now and make some changes before it's too late. I have a fantasy football take I'll share with you next with we uh, dish out some takes on tap. I'll drink to that is next in the sports bar danger and Bataglia on the fan snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook the official partner of 95.7 the fan right now if you're a new customer you can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet $200 in bonus bets win or lose if you're a new customer. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, it's NFL season, man. You've got a doubleheader tonight. There's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. You can bet on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. That's FanDuel.com slash Mike. If you're a new customer, kick off the NFL season with me on FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Yeah, I think I've said it from the beginning of the year. This guy who seems like he's always around the ball, um, great instincts, um, commands the defense, and, um, you know, it's, he made some huge plays today, some plays that, that they just kept our momentum going and he's going to continue to make plays for the defense he's a great player that is bill safety jordan poyer talking about his teammate like linebacker terrell bernard unbelievable with two sacks a pick a recovered fumble two quarterback hurries a pass breakup and a team best seven total tackles terrell bernard a man on a mission 
for the Buffalo Bills, the Fan Rochester's Man on a Mission, brought to you by the Open Door Mission. Go to opendoormission.com to see how you can guarantee a win for someone today. Let's get to some takes on tap. Well, I have a take. Like, uh, Bernard, do they give him the AFC Defensive Player of the Week? Because you would think, but then you also have Miles Garrett with three and a half sacks. That's a story out there in Cleveland. I think it's Bernard, man. I think it's Bernard. When you see stats like he's done, he did something in that game that's only been done like twice. I think Erlocker was one. There was another. Yeah, uh, same same thing. The last time you had a player on the Buffalo Bills with a with an interception and a sack in the same game, got to go back to Cornelius Bennett yeah. as far as linebacker. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it, boy, so much other things we can get to, and I think it is cruel to come on the air and say, "Hey, this person should be fired." But what Josh McDaniels did last night was show gross incompetence. If you stayed up for this, let me explain if you if you missed this. Um, the Raiders are down by eight. Okay, they've got the ball. They can tie this up late. And they're faced with a fourth and four at the Steeler eight-yard line, 231 left. He kicks the field goal Yeah, to go, cut the lead to five. Oh, they don't get the ball back. Sorry, you lose. But to make it even weirder about that decision... It was earlier in that drive. 3-11 left. He settled for a 48-yard field goal at that time. But a 15-yard penalty made it clear. Take the points off the board. You go for the touchdown. Except he didn't do that. He kicked the field goal anyway. And he wastes all that time in between. So what was the plan there to begin with? Here's my question, Danger. What happens when Tom Brady comes in and he's the minority owner here? Is it's going to be, hey, get out, Josh. Let's shape up. Let's get the Raiders here. Uh, Respectable. No, I, Brady is going to do what all minorities do, and that's just be silent. What's what's more incompetent, that that by McDaniels or uh, Brandon Staley going for it on fourth and one against the Vikings and basically giving them great field position by not converting or with the game on the line? Or like Kirk Cousins, how many years have you played football? The fact that they're all walking up to the line. Do, 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 I don't know what do. you mean, Gene. Kirk Cousins, do, 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 do. I don't know if you saw this or not, but Kirk do, do, Cousins do, 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 do. leads the league in, in passing yards. Justin Jefferson leads the league in receiving yards. He has some of the biggest brain farts possible. The ending of that game yeah. is comical. They get the fourth down. There's 41 seconds left. They waste nearly 30 seconds to get the playoff. All you have to do is run up the line, spike it. You get three shots to win the game. The um, the, the the Staley called to go for it on fourth one. I don't know if, if analytics played a part into McDaniel's decision to kick a field goal thinking that they, they were going to get the ball back or the odds were in their favor to get the ball back. But man, it just feels like you have to be able to take the data as it exists in a vacuum and then decide with your gut, with your instinct, with the way the game is going. Like the data is there, it presents itself, but it's not always going to go in your favor, obviously. And and that's where the soul comes into being a head coach. Brandon Staley, I just think, is is soulless. I just think he's solely going off of those numbers, off of the analytics. And by the way, in that situation, I want to say their chance to win was actually better had they punted, punted the ball right. instead of going for it. If they would have made it, yes, you probably iced the game away, but just punt the ball. Uh, you gave Minnesota a chance. You kind of get out of there, luck out of there with the win. As far as the, the field goal, um, there there are a lot of people that wonder, and I, I can't remember what the spread of, was of that game between uh, the Raiders mm. and Steelers last night. But you know, from last week when McVay kicked the f- a meaningless field goal to you know to cover the spread against the Niners, there's a lot of people scratching like what what are these NFL coaches doing in terms of 
just, you know, even Washington. It's like, all right, you don't want the, the, the shutout, kick the field goal late. If that helps you sleep at night, pal, go ahead. There was no Vegas implication there, but you are... You know, you are doing something that's like, really, let's just get off the field before anybody else gets hurt in this game between uh, the the Bills and, and Washington yesterday. I I can't understand what... You, you assume rational coaching, right? You assume it. And so with that, let me give you my fantasy football take here because this, this falls under the umbrella of... Well, Sigmund Bloom from Football Guys always talks about the assumption of rational coaching, which I love. There's a player for the Broncos right now who's accounted for eight of their 10 longest gains so far this season. And he's done it on just seven catches and five kick returns. It's Marvin Mims, the rookie wide receiver. He's played so well for having played so little. And the Broncos, you would assume, have to like him. They traded up to go get him in April. So the rational move here by Sean Payton would be feature him more. I'd be buying right now if, if you're down a, a Mike Williams, if you're Mike Williams owner and you're looking for a replacement for the guy that's gone for the season with that torn ACL, maybe a guy like Marvin Mims is a guy that you get now and buy for the rest of the season based on the production that he's put out with very, very little to do in that offense. Yeah, week one, Mims has 110 yards in the first half. I'm like, whoa. And then they don't throw to him again. Rational coach. And then they lose, yeah, they lose the game to yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. So, oh, well, are you excited for that matchup this week, buddy? <laughs> Broncos and Bears. Jesus. Yeah. Dude, I uh yeah. I'm dead. I'm dead inside. There's nothing left. I I I was playing cards on Saturday night with a buddy's brother who's a Chiefs fan. And I'm like, look, we all know how this is going to go. We knew how it was going to go. We called it immediately last. It was last week at this time. We're like looking at the schedule, trying to think about survivor picks. We're going to kick our feet up. We're going to take the Chiefs. We know what's going to happen and what happened exactly the way we thought. Justin Fields looks terrible. He's a mess mentally. He can't throw the ball downfield defensively. Everything is a mess in Chicago. But then you've got Denver who just let Miami drop 70 on them. So really that game... It's a, it's a toilet bowl. It's terrible. <laughs> Which it's just a shame that for Survivor, we can't go to the Denver-Chicago card, meaning, oh, those are teams I want to pick. Oh, we can't pick again. No. It's going to be it's going to be difficult this week. Oh. But we will guide you through tomorrow. A little tease for you tomorrow yeah, at this time. 425 tomorrow, our winner. Um, the story from over the weekend that the agents for Matt Ryan and also the agent for Carson Wentz actually reached out to the New York Jets, and the Jets said, yeah, yeah we're, we're good. We like our quarter. Yeah, Zach Wilson yesterday, 18 of 36, 157 yards. The offense only putting up 10 points, but let's be honest, that might be the worst line in the league right now with Dwayne Brown hurt, and you got to put Beckton back in the left tackle, and he's not any good. Yet you had Robert Salad doubling down, saying that Wilson gives them the best chance to win. Ah, does anyone give the Jets a chance against the Chiefs this week? Of course not. Nothing has changed with Zach Wilson. Words I thought I would never say, Danger. Carson Wentz would actually give them a better chance. Ooh, I'll stop short of saying that. 
Uh, only because Wilson at least has been there for a couple of years and might actually know a little bit more about that offense. I don't know that Wentz gives any... I mean, there's a reason why Wentz hasn't been signed, right? There's been plenty of opportunities to sign a Carson Wentz or to bring back a Matt Ryan. I just didn't think Ryan had anything left in the tank when it was all said and done. And, and as far as Wentz goes, there's probably more at play there that we'll never will ever know because of the kind of presence he has in a locker room. Don't know what that's all about, but he remains unsigned. Zach Wilson's tough. It's that's a tough one for you if you're a Jets fan. You just got to kind of grit. And I get what Sal is doing. Like you ruined his confidence last year. You completely ruined his confidence last year. This year, if you're going to try and get anything out of him, you've got to build him up. We just spent all that time with Jenna just now talking about the confidence of the Bills defense. You've got to have confidence in this league. Zach Wilson had his confidence shattered last year. And now you have to kind of go back to the well and try to prop him back up, even though what your eyes tell you is this kid ain't good. He just can't do it. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy. And Sam Howell looked good the first two weeks of the season. He didn't look like a guy yesterday. He did not look like the guy in Washington yesterday. A good defense can can humble you pretty quickly in this league. Uh, all right, we've got to get to Nate Geary, who's going to join us here in about 25 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on yesterday's win in Washington. We'll look ahead to Dolphins Week here as uh, the Dolphins are coming to Orchard Park on Sunday. We have time for your calls. You can join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. That's 866-4FAN, 866-4326. Best barbecue in town. That's Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub. In East Rochester, you've got Taco Tuesday tomorrow with Good Smoke's chicken, pork, or beef gorditas for only three bucks. Plus, you've got the Good Smoke Super Happy Hour that features buy one, get one draft beers and three dollar well drinks drinks weekdays from two to six good smoke barbecue and pub 135 west commercial street in east rochester odyssey has sports for every fan keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts a-u-d-a-c-y odyssey Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 